Hello, friends, and welcome. Happy Father's Day, June 19th, 2022, Virtual Strangers, episode 156. I, of course, am your host, Wes. With me, as always, is my good friend, Roots. Roots, happy Father's Day, friend. Yeah, happy Father's Day to you as well, and happy Father's Day to you, traveling man. I heard your family uh, dropped the ball. We're here for you, bro. But they get did get him a bag of Skittles, and uh, he's, he said he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna forget Christmas is what he said. He said let's see how they forget like that. But uh. yeah, sometimes you got to give them a little tough love, traveling man. Remind them what it means to have a great dad. Uh, so maybe next year they'll get their shit together, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Although he may, I mean, uh, who doesn't love Skittles, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure well, you can. You can totally taste the rainbow, although the <laughs> rainbow tastes a little weird, uh, from what I hear. <laughs> Don't taste the rainbow. Really seals in the flavor. Uh, <laughs> anyway, welcome, friends. Uh, Roots, what a show we have lined up today. What a week of VR, man. I've had a blast not only playing VR, uh, but I don't know. Have you checked the headlines, man? Have you checked? Uh, have you been on upload lately? Wow. Yeah, actually, I've been up to some upload, man. I have been. <laughs> yeah, we're going to lead it off with the, with the most important news story of them all. Uh, we got to hang out with our friends Skiva and Alex this past week, and man, did we have a blast uh, sitting over there and basically talking uh, talking about YouTube about as much as we talked about VR, huh? Yeah, it was amazing. It was uh, that was so much fun and. Um... Actually, I look forward to hanging out with them and, and doing it again, maybe on our end next time, right? Yeah, yeah, go on location with them. That that should be uh, a lot of fun. But uh, anyway, there's a link in the description down below if you guys didn't check that out. It was this past uh, Friday that uh, Skiva and Alex hosted us on the Unbetween Realities. And shout out to those guys. Thank you for having us on. And, uh, man, I, I really, uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Fun. Uh, anyway, man, we, we got a lot to talk about today. I, you know, I, I actually um, I crashed out this morning doing the notes. I fell dead asleep in my chair for like two or three hours. Like, I mean, I was out for a while. But when I came to, I kind of had this realization like, you know, we, we put a little bit more stuff on the cutting room floor today that we would have typically talked about uh, because... You know, I'm not going to talk about stuff I don't want to play, dude. That's just how it is. Yeah, I don't blame you. We were talking a little bit about that before um, the show. And uh, it's just at some point, if um, <laughs> I've talked about a game a million times or or like you were saying, it's not necessarily what you're looking for. Like, why are we, da -da -da -da, you know, let's, let's go a different direction and talk about something we want to talk about and let everybody else talk about it. So we're going to talk about hardware today. And we're going to talk about some awesome deals and some free stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about games too, but uh, again, you can only talk about Pistol Whip so many times, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, especially like, I don't know, I'm not excited about the contracts or any of that stuff. So, uh, well, it sounds great. I mean, it sounds great for if you're a Pistol Whip fan and you're someone who's uh, really looking for an excuse to get back into that game. It's really cool what they've done. Uh, you know, to keep the game fresh here and, and add even more replayability to the game. Uh, but for me, like the pinnacle of what Pistol Whip has done uh, is their story campaigns that they put out as DLC 
uh, last year and throughout the uh, throughout the year and through the summer last year. Um, so good, in fact, that I don't really want to play Pistol Whip anymore unless they're giving me more of that. So, uh, yeah, while the contract's up, like, looks really cool, I don't really want to play it. And if I don't really want to play it, I don't really want to talk about it, you know? Yeah, 100%. I agree. Uh, anyway, with that said, we do have a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. So let's not dilly-dally. Let's kick it off the way we always do by saying hello to our friends in chat. Well, Raza is here. He says, you know who else likes hardware? My mom! Oh, yeah, she does. Good to see you, Wolvie. Happy uh, Father's Day to you, sir. Chinatown D is here, as is Traveling Man 3775 Hussein X is in the house. Mike Newton is as well. Space Denison is here, as is Techno Glitch. Um, let's see, Michelle B is here. Hello, hello. Hey, did you say Tech uh, is here? Because all of a sudden our, our shit's going to start glitching out. We're going to start having <laughs> issues or something, man. Well, that's what happened with the white screen in the OBS earlier. Yes, it is your fault, Tech. I have never seen that before either. I was like, whoa, that is so crazy. Evil, too. That's all right. We, we have means. We have alternative means, Roots. Uh, that's what happens when you've been in the game as long as we have. We, you, have uh, you have backup channels you can go to on the fly. That's right. Right. Uh, let's see. Mash Daddy's in the chat. Good to uh, see you, Eric. Hope you feel better. Uh Eric feeling a little under the weather these last few days, and uh, in our thoughts, in our thoughts, uh, hope you feel better. Look forward to uh, hanging out with you this week uh, if you're up to it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Mepper is in the chat. Hello, as is Simplex from across the ocean. What's up, Simplex? Good to see you. Rob Perry is here. Good to see you, friend. Uh, Onakazi is here. Uh, it says, of course, YouTube notification hit my phone the second the stream starts when I'm already here. <laughs> Going to lull me into a false sense of security. Yeah, YouTube uh, YouTube's great, man. They always nail it every time. Yeah, yeah, they never, never mess anything up. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Who else is in the house? Chris Richardson's here. Yo, what's up, Chris? Um, well... Corporate Zombie is here. Hello, Corporate Zombie. And, of course, at the top, as always, four-wheeling, VR Spry Guy, and Paradise Decay. Hello, hello, hello. Good to see you all. Uh, Roots, um, like I said, I, I think I want to talk a little bit about hardware today as we get into the headlines because we've had some pretty significant stuff drop this past week. This first story Coming courtesy of Upload VR and David Haney. Uh, Valve Patent may reveal its standalone headsets design. A Valve design patent filing may reveal the rumored Deckard headset. Valve Index, the company's $999 tethered PCVR kit, has now been on the market for almost three years. It still has best-in-class tracking and audio quality, but its 16 by 1440 resolution has been surpassed on both the low end with Quest 2 and the high end with headsets like HTC's Vive Pro 2 and Vario Aero. Evidence of a new headset codenamed Deckard was discovered in September by YouTuber Brad Lynch. Sadly, it's Bradley. 
in a Steam VR driver. Deckard is the surname of Blade Runner's protagonist and likely a reference to the Steam Deck. Last year when asked directly by The Verge whether Steam Deck's chip could be used in a standalone VR headset, Valve product designer Greg Coomer said it would run well in that environment and that it's, quote, very relevant to us in our future plans. In February, Valve President Gabe Newell described Steam Deck as a stepping stone to high-performance standalone VR, but noted, quote, we're not really there yet. Ars Technica said its sources confirmed Valve had at least two VR headset concepts in the works, which diverged over time, one requiring a PC uh, and tracking base stations, but the other operating standalone with onboard compute like Quest. The evidence from Lynch suggested Deckard is the standalone headset. He found a standalone system layer option hidden in Valve internal menu tab of SteamVR, as well as a Linux-only binary referencing Deckard, which he says tells the device to boot a default application. Valve's distro of Linux is called SteamOS. It's what Steam Deck runs as well. Uh, Lynch also noted that a driver called VR Link was added to SteamVR with a code referencing a Wi-Fi 6 driver and that this update actually temporarily broke some HTC Vive wireless setups. These findings suggest that Deckard will have PC VR streaming functionality similar to Quest AirLink and Virtual Desktop. A new finding from Lynch this week suggests SteamVR will make it easy for PCs to, with Wi-Fi to create a hotspot directly to the headset, something uh, Meta seems to plan to do with a USB dongle. Uh, today, a Valve design patent application filed in December titled Head Mounted Display was made public by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. It depicts a wireless headset with a different design to index, but with a similar off-ear speaker setup and rear strap adjustment knob. It's notable that the front of the headset lacks any kind of detail. It doesn't show the cameras or the photodiodes that would be expected for positional tracking. That's because this design patent filing actually seems to be focused on the strap system of the headset and its ability to be adjusted for various face and head shapes. The patent isn't about the headset's technical design. But despite that focus, there are hints in the patent text that the depiction may be standalone. Quote, the harness may couple to a rear housing disposed at the back of the HMD. The rear housing may accommodate various computing elements of the HMD. There's also a line that backs up Lynch's findings about wireless PC functionality. Quote, in some instances, the images may be output by an application or computing device communicatively coupled to the HMD. Ars Technica's September article noted that Valve had begun dedicating its manufacturing lines to the Steam Deck portable console, so doubted the company had the capacity to also ship a new standalone VR headset at scale in the near term, giving the ongoing global chip shortage. But, nine months later, Steam Deck has now shipped. Could Valve be getting closer to a reveal for its next hardware? And Roots, that's really the question at the end of the day. You know, Bradley has uh, done so great over on the Sadly It's Bradley channel to uh, fill us in with a lot of informed speculation with regards to what this headset might do. And to be quite honest, it seems like it's 
like a, a Swiss Army knife of a VR headset. Seems like something that's going to have a lot of different functionality, uh, according to the clues that Brad has uncovered. But at the end of the day, everyone always ends up with the same question. When is this thing coming? Roots, I ask you, when's this thing coming? <laughs> Hopefully soon, man, because Scion needs a new headset. Um, I would say it's got to be coming somewhat soon just because, like, all this stuff is coming out. Like, he wasn't able to find it till now, right? And they're just filing. And now I know they file things in advance, and they file things that they never use, a lot of companies, right? So this could be um, a lot of that as well, but I don't think it is. And, uh, you know, there's a, a race for these headsets to get to the next one. I, I don't think that Valve wants to be last, right? So they, maybe they'll be maybe today, right now. Let's go. I don't know. Well, that's the thing, right? Like uh, Valve has shown um, some willingness to engage in kind of competitive behavior with regards to the VR space. You know, the way they revealed uh, the the uh, the index was kind of you know a direct uh, like push to to Meta and what they were doing at the time with Quest and, and Rift S. Um, so. We, we've already heard that Quest 3 is probably coming next year. We already know that PSVR 2 is coming next year. Uh, do we think really think that Valve uh, is going to want to wait another year into like 2024 or even later uh, to hit the market? Uh, do you think that uh, they may be pushing to uh, to get this thing out a little bit sooner just to so that they can... Um, be ready as we move into what most people consider the next generation of VR. Well, absolutely. There's a couple of things. Um, money's not infinite. People have limited money. So, you know, who gets the, the money first is probably, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people out there ready for a new headset. They're going to get one. Uh, and whichever one comes out first, it's probably going to be the one they get. Um, it, so that would be my first thing. Um, but uh, oh, the other one was gonna be, but yeah, it definitely, definitely is is important. So, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, at this time, all we have to go on is, is speculation, right? And while Bradley does have quite a bit of evidence to back up his speculation, he's, you know, his predictions have not always been perfectly true. Um, but it's funny how much faith we're actually putting in this stuff because. When people ask me, you know, are you going to get a Cambria when it launches? We, we fully expect Cambria to launch, you know, October, November this year. And for me, the, the biggest determining factor with whether or not I'm going to get that one, because, you know, obviously that one's going to be rather pricey, um, is this. It's Valve's Deckard. It's like I can't have them both. Mm. Like I'm getting PSVR 2. That one's a given. And I'll probably get another headset. Uh, so, you know, I, I could go ahead and, and, and get Cambria and, you know, experience all the, the nice little bells and whistles that come with the pass-through functionality and the eye tracking. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be some neat social features and some cool tech demos that, that come along with that. Uh, but I really do feel like w within 12 months of Cambria coming out that we're probably going to see a new headset from Valve. And... Uh, as of today, if you ask me which direction I'm going to go, it's probably going to be the wait and see approach. I'm probably going to wait to see what Valve actually has because 
uh, I do believe that this new tech that they come out with isn't going to be something standard and run of the mill. I do think they're going to continue to try to push the boundaries of what's possible with consumer VR to an extent. You know, I don't expect them to come out with a, a Pimax stat line or anything. Uh, but I do expect that Bradley is correct. I think that this thing is going to have high-resolution micro OLED displays. I think that it's going to have both the uh, functionality of, of, of operating as a wired PC VR uh, display with external tracking, as well as a wireless PC VR display with uh, inside-out tracking. Um I think it's going to be a nice piece of kit, for for lack of a better term, and uh, I think before before I, I uh, before I throw my money down on the gimmicks that uh, Meta are going to be offering up later this year, I think I'd rather just wait and see. I, I think it's going to be uh, expensive. Uh, what do you think that they about Valve maybe wanting to get their headset out first, so they've got the you know what I mean technology wise. It, you know what I mean? Like there, there's a lot of these upgrades, especially Toby eye tracking or whatever eye tracking that they maybe they have, and it's probably further away. But uh, um, you know, I think that, that it'd be it'd be fun to get quicker. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that uh, Val would love to go first, and I do think now that you mention it that there probably will be some sort of eye tracking involved with this as well. Uh, I think that's going to be a standard feature on most high end headsets going forward. Um, I, I think Valve would like to go first, but here's the thing. I don't expect Valve to just launch this headset without a big piece of software, something everyone wants to play, to go with it. And I'm not sure that that would be ready in the short term. Although, mm -hmm. I mean, it has been, a, it has been a, a few years now since Half-Life Alex. They could have had a, a, you know, a title in uh, development this whole time, and they could very well could be ready to roll with it. Um, but I don't know. I, I think I think it still seems a little bit soon for another blockbuster title from Valve. Uh, and I fully expect when this headset launches that we're either going to get a new Half-Life title or we're going to get um, the rumored Portal title uh, that keeps seeming to find its way into the rumor mill. So, um, yeah, I think I think at this point probably the the biggest factor keeping them from kind of going first. And, and just blowing everyone out of the water preemptively is the status of whatever their launch title is going to be. Yeah, good point. Very good point. Um, what's the chat think? Uh, Rob Perry says, I was going to wait for Cambria, but if Valve releases something, that would be tempting, especially if it's standalone. I fully expect it to be standalone. I don't, I don't know how much... Like, I don't expect Valve to release, like, a, a Quest competitor, per se. I think that Valve is going to release uh, a headset that can play PC VR titles without a PC. Like, obviously not on, you know, the, as high a quality settings as a, you know, a full-fledged gaming PC. But I, I expect them to uh, release something that can run... Uh, most modern PC VR titles on low to medium settings. And uh, I think that that's going to kind of be the hook with uh, the Deckard or whatever it turns out to be called. And uh, here's the cool thing about it. They don't have to release that headset to be first. 
they don't have to release the headset to kind of put the kibosh on uh, the Cambria launch. All they have to do is announce it. They could announce it today that this thing's coming next spring or next summer, and people would save the money, right? But it would totally steal the thunder of uh, of Meta and everything that they're trying to do. I don't know how many, uh, you know, PlayStation VR gamers it would convince not to uh, to pick up their PSVR two, but it certainly would affect the sales of Project Cambria because they'd be winning over people like me, right? People who who can only afford one high end hmd and um yeah i mean if you give me a choice of something that features that's built around social functionality and ar capability or you're going to give me something that's uh that's built around gaming and uh you know high-end uh pcvr standalone pcvr functionality um i'm going to take the latter 10 times out of 10 yeah and the fact, the added bonus of not having to deal with meta jank because I haven't had one he- headset that didn't have something that was fucking wrong with it, whether it be the USB unplugs or the the my Quest Two. Right. Every time I go to use my Quest Two, I have to I have to restart it, man. Like it's a it just there's just they 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 maybe the the high end one will be different, but so far my experience, um, I want the the Valve smooth experience i have not got to get that yet when says valve's going to release a headset that furrows people back to steam not split it exactly and that's why i believe that this headset's going to run some form of the linux based steam os and it's going to be running steam vr that's it's exactly what i'm saying they're not going to do kind of what oculus did and, and release a watered down version of vr but rather something that runs PC VR natively on the headset and whether that means um, that there's a separate skew or a separate kind of add on strap as Bradley has uh, has speculated before uh, you know so be it um, my question is this roots like if you don't need a PC to play PC VR anymore is it really PC VR <laughs> That's a good question. That's like the tree falling in the forest, right? Um, I don't know. I guess it just becomes VR, right? That's the future. Even even um, that's what Meta is going to where they they're gonna have their own clouds. Everything's gonna be cloud. You're just gonna log in and go right in. Uh, exciting time. Rob Perry says we need some sort of quest too. That's like eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Well, that's gonna be your Cambria. Although I do expect it to be a little more than a thousand dollars, but it's it's gonna run quest 2 games a little better than the quest 2 does it's going to have functionality that quest 2 doesn't have uh so that's your cambria bro and if that's what you're looking for you're not going to have to wait very long yeah i'm excited just to see what um i'm excited for the micro oled era to get started like so many companies have flirted with this display technology which allows of course uh, a super sharp um visual with, with great deep colors but most importantly in a small form factor uh w- which obviously is going to lend for some very um comfortable headset designs um not to mention you know the, the different kind of lenses and optics that can be used with the smaller screens uh for, for additional clarity i do not 
expect Valve's next iteration to have the same problems with glare and god rays that Valve Index seems to have. I think that that will be a thing of the past with this uh, this next headset. I agree. Chris Richardson says Steam Deck has totally impacted the amount of PC gaming he does. Um, he can fully see that being the next VR tool. Yeah, I can right. see. I can see somehow this headset linking with it with an extra, you know, you're not using the power of that thing, but using that to connect, you know, for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, um, Valve's not stupid, man. They see what, what the trends are, and mobility is the trend right now. They, they see not only what Quest has done in the marketplace, but more importantly, they see what Nintendo Switch has done in the marketplace. Because, you know, everybody talks about Xbox versus PlayStation, Xbox versus PlayStation, Switch is blowing them out of the water, man. That's the most popular console over the last few years by far. And that is not lost on Steam. They know what's up. Or Valve, rather. They know what's up. They know that people like to be able to take their games with them. You know, the demographic's changing, man. Gamers are getting older, and we're not all able to stay home, you know, all the time and play games. You know, and that's why the marketplace is adapting to that. And giving people options to game on the go. And uh, I think that whatever comes next from Valve in terms of VR, it's going to be something along this very same line. Yeah. Steam Deck, from what I can tell, has been a uh, pretty big success for them. And um, to be quite honest, quite surprisingly to me, most people who bought one absolutely uh, love it. Uh, I thought it was going to be a kind of a gimmick, a fad that goes away pretty quickly. Uh, because it is a relatively expensive thing um, that basically just allows you to play your Steam games, you know, on the go. And I, I fully admit that I underestimated um, the popularity of, of that concept. And I was wrong about that, bro. People love their Steam Deck. Yeah. yeah. I was just talking to a customer about it yesterday that I saw it in his house. I said, oh, dude, uh, is that a Steam Deck? And he said... Uh, he said, yeah, he got it when it first came out and he loves it, takes it with him to work and, and you know, or when he goes out of town and stuff. So, yeah, Chris said that, uh, that the, uh, the steam deck is a true steam machine and that's true. And I think that the Deckard will be the steam VR machine. <laughs> For real. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you know, it's funny. Uh, we see the uh, we we can kind of see the precursors now to a a massive shift in uh, in gaming hardware, and you see it everywhere. You you see Sony moving away from being exclusive to consoles. You see Steam moving away from being exclusive to PCs, and you know if you look at it objectively it's pretty obvious that everyone is intentionally starting to to break their own paradigm in preparation for the cloud era that's what all of this is about everyone's getting ready for cloud-based because that's the next thing that's what's coming and uh, i'd say within a decade uh you know pcs and consoles are going to start to go away in with regards to uh you know the primary means that people game yeah everything's changing so quick right it's like, it'd right. be like going to Blockbuster one one day when you were a kid, and the next day they were just gone. 
that's how fast things are moving in in the, this respect crazy exactly exactly robert perry he says yeah the idea of having a vr standalone with your steam library native would be insane imagine that roots imagine that we could take uh you know our full-fledged full quality steam vr library not only that but like think about viport man i logged into viport infinity earlier and there's almost 1100 titles on that thing now oh imagine Lord. having that in your backpack ready to go at any time take it to your friend's house like dude, we got i got all these games let's go uh hey paul finnessy joining us in chat what's up uh john tatum agrees the demographic is changing working folks that live in big metro areas want to be gaming on the go versus reading an audiobook or similar while stuck on public transport that is correct exactly um Kazi says full, full, full quality quote unquote so yeah right. it's not going to be 100 percent, but uh but yeah definitely close well you get what i mean i mean like pcvr on low to medium settings still blow what quest is doing out of the water and that's basically what i mean yeah oh and you're getting the full game instead of a, a the, the dumbed down version you know that they would have to do on the quest uh well raza says entry level vr for now needs standalone capabilities well i mean that's what quest is doing and i don't see very many um people trying to actually compete with quest for that demographic although um, they might not be alone in that space for very much longer as our next headline might suggest uh, bite dances pico interactive is expanding to the u.s to compete with meta this according to scott hayden at road to vr uh, pico interactive has recently taken a significant step outside of asia with the release of its neo 3 link in European consumer markets, a 450 euro standalone headset that hopes to compete with Meta's Quest 2. Now, Pico is aiming its sights on the U.S. market too. The U.S. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> Let me do that again. Now, Pico is aiming its sights on the U.S. market too. As Protocol reports, the China-based company has posted several U.S.-based jobs there. Pico, a subsidiary of TikTok parent ByteDance, is assembling a team on the U.S. West Coast, which Protocol says, quote, has a major focus on content licensing as well as marketing its hardware to U.S. consumers. ByteDance is, only, ByteDance is also ostensibly courting VR developers and is reportedly willing to splash, quote, tons of money, end quote, for VR games and experiences, protocol reports. According to ByteDance's job portal, there's currently over said 40 job listings for Pico positions in the Bay Area, Seattle, and San Diego, with many looking to fill positions related to the company's AR VR content producer, Pico Studios. Listings include a head of Pico Studios, head of VR game strategy, head of overseas content ecosystem, and op operations manager technical roles related to vr hardware and software development and r&d are also on offer this isn't really such a big surprise pico stated in october 2021 that it would put a greater emphasis on its fleet of neo3 headsets outside of china 
as they would be built for businesses and be available in the West, including North America and Europe. The company said then, This was only two months after the ByteDance acquisition, which saw Pico go for a reported $5 billion, was that yen? RMB? I don't know. About $775 million sales price. Late last month, Pico launched Neo3 Link in Europe, a headset which straddles the PC VR and standalone headset segments by offering built-in PC streaming over Wi-Fi 6 or tethered DisplayPort connection. To attract consumers, the company has essentially a has essentially feature matched a few notable Quest 2 specs with its Neo3 Link, such as Qualcomm XR2 chipset and the ability to tether to a PC to play Steam VR content, albeit through DisplayPort 1.4 and not through Quest 2's USB-C. It also features a standard 256GB storage and a 5300mAh battery located in the headset strap, the latter of which is similar to Quest 2's Elite battery strap in terms of balance and ergonomics at no added price. Moreover, Pico Neo 3 Link supports a number of standalone VR games, including Super Hot, Puzzling Places, After the Fall, Walkabout Mini Golf. It says Elven Table Tennis, but I think it means Eleven <laughs> Table Tennis. Although I think I might would rather play the Elven Table Tennis. It sounds a lot cooler. That does sound cool. Uh, and uh, Endemia. Although Roots, I think Elven Table Tennis might be a little bit more like uh, Knock. So I don't know. I don't know if that's the game for me. I don't know. I saw somebody a post today where they were saying that Knock was uh, the future of uh, um, esports <laughs> on Mash's thing, and I get it, but I don't think so. At least not. I suck at it, so I can't. I guess maybe it's just me. Yeah, it's just us. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, you know, without without completing the rest of the article, I think we kind of get what, what they're aiming at here. We kind of scoffed at the idea of uh, Pico and, and ByteDance being any kind of real competition for Meta and Quest 2. But, I mean, that was recently. But it was more because of the, the means in which they launched into consumer with a very limited uh, number of headsets going to a very limited um, area. Um, but it sounds like they're coming here, Roots. It sounds like... Actually, they're already here. And this Byte Dance, this is a mega conglomerate, man. This is endless money. The same kind of endless money that Meta has to put into this thing. And uh, they sound fully intent, not only in uh, becoming a, a competitor on the world stage, but very specifically in North America as they're building uh, you know, from the ground up as we speak. A lot of those positions that i read off that they're hiring for those those are the main positions that are going to head up uh their, their north america branch and i think the most interesting part of this article is that they're going to put their money where their mouth is with regards to content they're going to fund exclusives routes and that's something that uh even we even have kind of felt like meta could do a better job of uh over the past few years so um I think this is that this is a legitimate threat to uh, to what Meta's trying to do in terms of gaming in the near future. 
what do you think? Do you think that um, that TikTok TikTok VR is going to be a thing over the next few years to uh, to be reckoned with? Uh, I would imagine so. Yeah, this is the thing, man. They're, they're wording. I've never heard anybody talk about splashing money around. I, you know, I picture a guy with hookers and blow throwing his money. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. But yeah, it sounds like they're they're all in. And um, you're right. The headset, you know, everybody that's tried it is raving about it. You know what I mean? It was just the way that it came out. And I this is one of the things that that Mash was talking about in his show last week. Uh, they're against against is going to it um not quest 2 yeah it's going that's to... the uh that's the canadian version against yes yes the against and um and so that uh so that tells you that um that it, they for whatever reason they chose i guess pico gave them money instead of quest 2 maybe that's why it never went to quest 2 so um it sounds like they got their meaning serious business and uh it's i think it, it's good competition's good I agree. I think that uh, that this is great. Um, I, I I think that they stand to uh, to benefit from a lot of the uh, big brother phobia that surrounds Meta. Uh, although I, 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 I sometimes I don't quite understand people. It's like people don't un, people don't get it that that Google and Amazon and Meta and literally Microsoft everybody is collecting your data right now shade you know through shady means try, try to read a news article on on the internet man and look at all the uh the disclaimers and shit that pop up and the things you have to click you have to click to agree to read anything online anymore man because they, they're just trying to make people uh surrender their data um for convenience for, for the sake of convenience um so do you do you really expect that uh this you know, foreign-based company is going to be any better than uh, Meta with regards to uh, privacy and how they uh, uh, steward um, the data that they collect. Uh, no, I think I think that they're. I mean, they're. I mean, we're talking about CP uh, China, I guess. The 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 communist. Anyway, um, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna say because YouTube doesn't like stuff. Um, number one. Yes, number one. Uh, well, I mean, they've got, they're now more advanced in AI and, and that's what this is feeding all the AI. And so I think they're absolutely going to take the information and just like everybody else, all these companies, I don't think they're going to be any different. They may be even worse. I, I if, but is my headset not going to be weird and glitched? I don't know. That's a, it's a weird time, man. I wish they would just leave it, our information alone, but, uh, yeah, the time, there. the times won't allow for that. The times just won't allow for that. But I think it's funny. You know, anybody that you talk to on a common sense level will, will understand what we're talking about here and will probably agree with it. But that's still, uh, when this thing hits the, the, the market, I, I assure you that are, there are going to be people that go that direction because of privacy concerns with regards to Facebook. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that, that's just and how that's it ironic, is. right? It's you're just trading one, one for the next. But, I mean, Facebook right. is proven right in our face. And I... This is the thing, Meta. Like, why? Why you promised I was going to be able to detach my account from my Facebook account? When is that happening? You know, like that. Is that ever going to happen? Do you think, or do you think they're just going to leave it on there? Because I think people kind of forgot. Nobody's. It's still there, right? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, um, I do look forward to the effect that competition is going to have on the space because really literally nobody is, is trying to, to compete directly with Quest. And this is the thing that, some, that everybody's so hungry for. You know, so many of the negative comments that we get about PlayStation VR 2 are rooted in everyone's kind of, you know, deep-rooted desire to have a real Quest competitor. And since PlayStation is choosing not to be that, you know, a lot of people are, are giving them grief over it. Um, so I, I think that this product will probably be prop popular just because of that. And uh, I think that it will only mean good things for us uh, as consumers going forward as Facebook kind of, uh, they're, they're already kind of, you know, buckling, embracing. Because, you know, gaming... Uh, we saw it in October. Gaming is not the the biggest focus for them, but it is important to their short-term strategy that they keep gamers engaged with their ecosystem. So they're they're kind of refocusing on gaming uh, right now, so that they can compete next year when when they do have competitors that are more gaming focused coming on the market. Um, so again, you know, competition is good e even um, from the the most uh, you know, shady of actors, uh, as it would be. Uh, and I think that next year is going to be an exciting year. I got thinking about this, Roots. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot over the past week. You know, there's a lot of cool stuff that's happening in 2022, and we had a lot of big expectation for this year and what it would mean for VR. But the, the, the further, you know, we're almost into July now, Roots. Like, we're in the second half of the year almost, and none of it has happened. I mean, we haven't had any big blockbuster releases. I mean, we've had some some good stuff. Don't get me wrong. Moss Two was great. Wanderer was great. You know, we've had some uh, s some solid releases this year, but we've had none of the hardware that we expected. Uh, we've had about half of the uh, the big software titles or less than we expected, and I'm starting to think that 2022 is just a transition year to what 2023 is eventually going to become in next year is going to be the the explosion that we expected to come this year yeah seems like everything's behind a year that makes sense right uh onukazi said that up uh, a little bit up here that boz recently mentioned it's being worked on that's the good news so i'm gonna be able to detach my account although i really i mean it's attached already so I mean, they've been talking about this for a while at this point haven't they yeah yeah it's it's weird because you know people were up up, up in arms and then it just disappeared and uh, so, oh, Tass says hello from uh, Orlando. Nice, nice. Welcome, uh, welcome, Tass. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome, GT. Welcome, Paradise Decay. Welcome, friends. Welcome, Brandon C. Uh, I got some people stopping by to say hello. Good, good to see all of you. Uh, yeah, man. I, I think I'm starting to think, and maybe it'll turn around in the second half of the year. But this is really starting to look like a, a transition year for VR, like a kind of a bridge to the next generation. Um, more so than any other year before, this is just kind of a, we've been in a holding pattern this year with, with not, a, not any big hardware releases, not any huge software releases. We're just kind of floating along and, and waiting for the next big thing. And with that said, uh, it's still been just about more than we can keep up with, right? 
I know. Thank God, because if it was, if imagine if we ha we weren't having the lull, especially software wise. Like we've had a lot of time to d dig into these mods that are amazing. We've got even more coming, and um, and none of it would have happened if we were in a normal cycle. I guarantee we'd be like, I don't, we don't have time to cover that, right? Um, so yeah, that's those it. days are coming really yeah. soon. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a, uh, good, it's a good thing. Anyway, um, th that's a good segue into the the next story that because roots, there's a celebration happening right now that's all about the future of gaming and i don't mean the distant future of gaming i mean the near future of gaming as steam next fest is happening as we speak over on the valve storefront uh and as is always the case when we have a next fest there is a good deal of playable demos available on steam right now for everyone to go and enjoy and that includes of course virtual reality although roots i gotta say i'm kind of surprised at just how many like awesome vr demos are available right now on steam when you think about next month there's going to be a vr dedicated showcase going on on steam i would have thought that they would have saved all of their uh their big vr guns for mm. next month but i mean there's some pretty good stuff looking down this list that's available on steam right now do you think that uh, those are going to be available next time as well, or if they're going to be completely Probably. new titles? Yeah, I, th I think that the, the, the bangers, the ones that, uh, that I actually put this in here to, to talk about today, I think will be available um, again, or probably all the way through next month. That Probably that's the most likely thing. Uh, if you look down this article here, again, this is from Upload VR. Uh, you'll see some very recognizable titles from uh, titles that we've covered before on this channel and, and have been looking forward to. First of all, Requisition VR. This is uh, from our friends at Arcadia. This is the, uh, the, the zombie shooter that allows you to kind of craft your own weapons from uh, household, household items that you find laying around this uh, space that you're in. Uh, we recently found out that this title is going to support co-op which is amazing. Uh, this looks really cool. It's a highly anticipated title. And I noticed last week that uh, some content had gone up on it, that people have been playing this. Uh, so, of course, I contacted our, our, our friends at Arcadia, and uh, it was them that told me, like, yeah, you, you can play it. Uh, go to Steam and download the demo. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, thanks, friends. We'll, we'll do just that. So, yeah, anybody can play this demo right now. It's available for free on steam oh nice techno glitch says the game ran like a, a potato for him for some reason so maybe you need a new computer tech yeah well i wonder why things wouldn't run well for techno glitch hmm. <laughs> you probably have something like some wires backwards or something tech Just switch them around and to be fair them. to be fair we remember what hinge was like on, on launch oh, true right and this right. game is not ready for launch in fact it's been delayed twice already and um the good thing is is that arcadia clearly have learned their lesson from the launch of hinge and they're not going to release this thing till it's ready and uh, they've said as much so um but yeah i mean if tech's having some issues i'm sure that the thing is a bit uh demanding but i don't think it would be too demanding because if i'm not mistaken this is going to uh release on quest as well yeah absolutely uh, so I don't know. I guess we'll see if it if it if it 
I have to get it running really good on the PC first, but uh, it looks cool. I like the premise. Yeah, man, it should be really cool. There's a lot of possibility here. It's like it takes a lot about what people like about Mother Gunship uh, Forge and then kind of puts it in that uh, zombie shooter genre, which is really cool. Uh, looking on down this list, I see Paradox of Hope demo, which that's been available for a while already. Uh, one thing that I'm actually looking forward to trying out, surprisingly, uh, is this Kayak VR Mirage. Now, I know the, the concept sounds boring, right? You're, you're, it's a kayak sim, basically. You're, you just put you on water, you, row, you, know, you get in your boat, you roll down the, the river, and, uh, and that's pretty much what it does. But what this, uh, what this title really offers is next-level photorealism and beautiful scenery. And I've seen, you know, I've seen, you know, person after person, you know, friend after friend on YouTube trying this out. Everyone raves about just how beautiful this, uh, this title is. So as, uh, you know, boring and straightforward as the gameplay concept may be here, uh, I am kind of curious to play Kayak VR. Uh, what about you, Roots? Uh, it sounds pretty cool to me. I mean, everything you just described, uh, sometimes you just want to go into something and check out, be at peace, have, you know, maybe put some music on, kayak a little bit down the, the, the Colorado River or whatever. Um, I think that's what's going to be the best thing about the new heads, the newer uh, headsets, right? Well, with the, the track, eye tracking and stuff, like that immersion from the, the graphics and, um, and just how, especially on the PlayStation VR 2, it's going to be so amazing. Uh, Paradise Decay, to my point, uh, chiming in quickly in the chat with caps locked on. And he says, dude, it's fucking eye candy. And uh, yeah, it looks to be. It looks, uh, looks quite impressive. It looks like it's going to catch my graphics card on fire. Root. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you got a good card too, man. I know. I know, I know. Uh, this the Game Cat says, it looks sick. I'm into it. Uh, Michelle B, kayak is beautiful, and there is a race mode. Awesome. Well, you know what it looks like, Roots. It looks like um, it looks like the climb with better graphics, and instead of climbing, you're on the water. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I I want to climb. I want to. I want to. <laughs> I want to kayak. They should call it row. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. The row. How many cool how many cool arcade games or video games did you play growing up that was something similar to this right i mean i just think that that's cool now you're gonna actually get to be in there and it's gonna be beautiful and that's one of my favorite things about supernatural is is how amazing the environments look and uh so now you're gonna put that in the in in the game as well sounds cool absolutely um Looking further down the list, we see that there is a flat version of The Last Worker that's available for demo right now. But, you know, Last Worker is coming to VR headsets um, later this year. But uh, if you just can't wait and you want to check it out on a flat screen, you can do so right now. Uh, but also, uh, notably, Ruins Magus, which is a game that we have uh, talked about repeatedly for a long time on this channel... Highly anticipated uh, RPG adventure game coming from, uh, you know, overseas. Um, there's a playable demo for Ruins Megas on Steam right now, Roots. How about that? That's really good. 
I'm looking down the list as well and seeing 10 hearts, man. That thing is really cool. I remember I was always say how magical that game is. Yeah, and they're, they're kind of doing like a relaunch for 10 hearts. It got picked up by a, a new studio and has been kind of in development really for years at this point and uh the 10 10 hearts is getting ready to launch like it's something new i'll be interested to see if it's actually any different than from what we played before or if they're just repackaging an, an old game even if it's the same game it's i mean it's an amazing game that's uh, true i really love the detail i just thought it'd be so cool if they like somehow tweaked it and made it really cool right yeah absolutely yeah, it has a lot of uh, uh, soul. I would say it's like it's got character. It's got heart. Right. Ten hearts. Yeah, it's got. Yeah. <laughs> it's got heart. That's right. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Uh, John Tatum says Kayak VR kind of reminds me of the PSVR game catcher release. Might be a great way just to chill out after a long work day. Yeah, that's what it looks like, man. It, it does certainly looks a lot more relaxing than the uh the white water rafting game that we played a couple of years ago that thing was madness wasn't it roots yeah yeah i mean i i could take madness if it's if it's got uh um a lot of things to it but yeah it was definitely too much madness uh anyway tons of cool stuff here a lot of titles that uh, i'm not familiar with also providing um playable demos on steam right now and you can only expect this list to grow as we approach the vr centric event scheduled for next month um free stuff ladies and gentlemen free stuff go get it um uh, before there's still time absolutely paradise decay with a little tip says uh go uh mount wingsuit 2 gives you a stella wingsuit experience so have to check that out well thank you thank you for the uh tip friend that guy, he's like the uh, the VR tour guy, didn't he? He he has the the full knowledge because he's played every game. Yeah, absolutely, and he's reviewed every game. <laughs> True. If that. you go on Steam, it's like every single one. He's got something on there, and uh, he does so much for VR. We appreciate yeah. you. Thank you, PD. You're a, you're a great ambassador, and I don't mean for uh, for Meta. I mean for VR in general. Yeah. You're a terrible meta ambassador, but you're a great VR ambassador. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, that is the free stuff half of free stuff and killer deals. Why don't we get into a killer deal, Roots? And uh, I don't think I've seen a more tempting deal than the one we're about to talk about in a very long time. Uh, here's the catch, though, Roots. There's about four more hours you've got to take advantage of this deal. Uh, before it's gone forever, or at oh. least until the next sale, which could be forever. Uh, but B Haptics Taktsu X40, the tac the haptic vest that has pretty wide support across the VR library, um, and, and is becoming ever so popular, uh, or ever increasingly uh, popular among uh, VR enthusiasts. Uh, has always kind of lived in the uh, the area that's just outside uh, my price range with regards to accessories. Um, Five hundred dollars is is a little much for me, and that's why I've always kind of struggled with with wanting to own one of these. Um, Roots three ninety nine. 
that's a lot better deal. 20% off for TaxSuit X40 right now. Uh, but again, only through midnight Eastern time tonight. So about four hours and 15 minutes left. If you guys are interested in getting the TaxSuit X40 at an affordable price, time's running out, friends. Uh, you, you might want to take advantage. Like Alex said the other day when we were on his show, this thing don't ever go on sale. So uh, you might want to take advantage of it while you can. Absolutely. That's a good deal, 20% off. And it actually, like you said, it puts it in, in a range that sounds, uh, you know, palpable. Now, if you're a smaller person, then uh, you could probably get away from the, with the tax suit 16, I guess, right? This just got less, 24 less. Dude, that's a lot less, right? Man, 24 less. I mean, of course, that, that's one of those things you always look at. You go to McDonald's and you want to get the big fry and then you're not, you can't eat it. You know, you can't finish it, but. Paradise the case says, I'm a terrible meta ambassador. I'm still promoting Rift S. Well, you know, for what it's worth, you talk me and Roots into buying one. So uh, you're pretty effective at that. Yeah, absolutely. I got my Rift S and uh, honestly, unless it's I'm playing a Quest 2 game that's um, Quest 2 native, I, I, I grab my Rift S every single time. So um, that's just I'll tell you what, man, that, that Rift S came in real handy this past Wednesday, uh, when, you know, Eric and I had to kind of put a show together on the fly when you weren't feeling well. And, you know, we decided we were going to, uh, you know, stream three games. And it was nice to not have to worry about compatibility, right? I just grabbed my, my Rift S and I knew it would work. I knew it would work no matter what I wanted to play. If we decided to, to go off on some tangent and play something on the fly, I knew it would work no matter what. So that's kind of um, the reason I bought back in to Rift S is uh, because of the uh, the wide compatibility. P you know, developers are still supporting it, even though it is kind of a dead platform. Yeah, and there's just too much weirdness around the uh, the Quest to link or cable or Air Link, you know, or even virtual desktop. Sometimes it just uh, there's nothing like having that direct connect, you know. Uh, PD's asking if you're in uh you're enjoying the mods more now and we're gonna I guess we're gonna talk about that a little bit here in just a moment. Uh, but quickly, I mean has that uh has that having that Rift S improved your experience at all with the uh the mods you've been playing? Yeah, absolutely. Again, I don't have to worry about it. It puts it at 80, 80 frames, you know, or whatever, so it's gonna be less taxing and um everything runs great. Like I, I've been able to, I've streamed Red Dead Redemption 2, no problem. I still can't find, for some reason, I, I, I still, um, Elden Ring still wants to, uh, to keep me from opening my window. Like I can still, now I can get into the menu, but, and I can pull up a chat window, but as soon as I go into the game, it gets rid of my chat window. It does not want my, me to have chat in there. And that's a problem. But talking yeah. about through the through the oculus home yeah are you pinning it there's a button right. on the bottom to pin it absolutely absolutely pinning it and then as soon as i go into the game i was like oh good it's there and then it just disappeared it was weird as i could turn my head and kind of make it come back for a little bit and then it would go away yeah. and it was doing weird i had stuff. some yeah yeah i had some weirdness like that uh this past wednesday but we you know i just had to play with it a little bit and eventually it would uh it, it stuck yeah, but I guess that's a completely side point. I absolutely have been enjoying it a lot more. It's made things a lot more stable. 
Uh, anyway, uh, again, folks, Tax Suit X40, $399. I mean, that seems like a fair price for it, doesn't it? I mean, I, I felt like 500 was a little bit much. Uh, but when you consider all the games that you can play on this thing, and, and let's just go down that list really quick, uh, uh, the game list for Tax Suit. So Pop 1, Boneworks, Half-Life Alex, Onward, Blade and Sorcery, Into the Radius, Skyrim, uh, I'm not even going to read all of them either, by the way. I'm just picking some of them. Pavlov, uh, Until You Fall, Doom 3 Quest, Synth Riders, Echo VR, Vertigo Remastered, Propagation, Sniper Elite, In Death Unchained, uh, Larsenauts, Valheim, Space Pirate Trainer, Shadow Legend, Zombieland, uh, Superhot, uh, Zero Caliber, Fallout 4 VR Roots, Oh my god. Uh, there you go. Gorn. That's you, man. That's gonna be crazy. Phasmophobia, which is a favorite among uh tax tech suit users, I understand. Uh Windlands 2, Swordsman, uh Rogue Ascent, Budget Cuts 2, Rush VR. I mean, I could keep going. There's so many titles. Wraith the Oblivion Afterlife, uh The Living Remain, Legendary Tales, Stones of Harleth. Oh from God. our from our friend uh, Cyril, Garage Collective, uh, GTFO mod works with it. Uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners works with it. Um, man, see, real real VR fishing, Sweet Surrender, Death Horizon, Audica Roots, Audica. See that would be something that would make you could. I think you would really enjoy feeling right what's going on. Now this is the thing. Um, some the hardware like this is only as good as. Um, whether it'll like new games will be added and that's the good news because alex vr is the one that's in charge of that and uh he's not doing a bang up job man he just all those games you know are i probably think most of them right he's been responsible for bringing now them. so now now i've been scrolling the whole time you've been talking roots i just now got to the end of the list oh my god that is crazy yeah. that is crazy jupiter god the forest Vengeful Rights. Hellsweeper is not even out yet. Has native support. Dude, you um, just reminded me about Jupiter Grod 2. Like, oh my god. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm yeah. so excited for when that one comes out. Everslot has native support. Uh, Eric, Marineverse supports Behavdix natively. You could feel the wind blowing on your skin, Eric. <laughs> oh my god. You got, you got, you have, you have a best, Eric. I want to hear how good it is. Uh, he's he's got the smaller one, right? The sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he's thinking, or he was he probably did. He was thinking about buying the uh, the the forty version, and then he was um, going to give away the sixteen to his patrons. I'm going to talk him into buying the forty version right now, and it's only going to take one sentence to do it. So, Eric, pay attention. Look me in the eyes, buddy. I just ordered one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I did right before the show. I, I put my order in. Uh, I should have this thing within a week. It's awesome. VR Demon says, I love my 40. I can't wait to see. I was so excited to um, actually get to watch you stream the other day, even though I wasn't, still wasn't feeling the best, but because um, I never get a chance to actually watch it. So I'd, I'd love to see you uh, stream with that vest on for Fallout 4. I think that's really going to change everything. It's going to make me change my streaming setup for sure if I want to do that kind of content for it, which I don't know that I will. I might, I might a little bit, but uh, it's not like they're sending me one for free or anything. 
Uh, so maybe we'll do a little bit of content for it, but I don't know if I'll, like, it'll be every video or anything. No, but just, I mean, I, my thing is, is I'm assuming you, if you're, if you're playing that game, you're going to want to have the vest on, right? Yeah, I'm, I expect I'll be wearing it for most of the things I play on PC and Quest. Here's my only fear with it. Well, I have two fears with it. And I, and I hesitate to say it now because we are kind of trying to get people to get in there and buy this thing before the sale goes off. But I do have two fears with it. One, I fear that a year from now I'm going to be playing most of my games on PlayStation VR 2 uh, and that this thing isn't going to uh, support that, which it might. It might. We know that Sony's kind of into the, uh, you know, the, the whole immersive gaming thing, and they might want to support a peripheral, peripheral that uh, that – um, that allows for deeper immersion. And, you know, it's not like Sony would have to, to do anything other than approve it. It would be the developers who support it, right? It would just, they would have to get, um, you know, integration into the PS5 firmware to connect with it, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my other fear with it is it's on sale. What typically happens after something goes on sale? Why do, why do they start putting things on sale routes typically in the world new model. in general? There's a new one coming, right? Yep. Uh, that, that, that's my other worry is that I'm going to buy this and in six months there's going to be a new one. And at that point, I'm going to demand that they send me one. <laughs> like, yeah, I want one. Um, I'm going to use my platform at that point to, to make them send me one. Mash says he's jumping into Marineverse right now with his vest. He can't, he can't wait. <laughs> you gotta do it with me man he bought he bought his uh steering wheel when i bought mine we That's got true. it together and we have let them sit over there and collect dust together and i insist that we do the same with this <laughs> you might as well uh, anyway no in, in all seriousness um that game list I just read down, that's what sold me. Like, I know I know that the thing is amazing. I've talked to enough people on air and off air to know that the effect is, is worth the cost of entry. Like, it does make a difference. It makes a, a real difference in uh, the immersion, the immersiveness of your gaming experience. Um, what has sold me now versus a year ago or, or longer when I started looking at this is the wide list of compatibility that long list of games those are the games i'm playing bro those are the games i'm playing you're i mean fuck fallout 4 dude really like for real i'm, I'm in that's what i said you're already I can, so invested in that game and this is that next level of immersion right look i've been talking uh, about doing aftershocks for the patrons right as an exclusive for the patron patreon uh, supporters now I get to do that with with haptics. I get to go back into New or uh, yeah into New Orleans uh, as the tourist and feel these zombies when they grab a hold of me. It's gonna be great. That is gonna be great. I'm jealous. Mash says he can't uh, he can't do it. I can't do it either. <laughs> uh, he says Owo is gonna be his next or skin skinetics. Well, we uh, we uh, hope you don't have a pacemaker, bro. <laughs> i don't know man that story that alex was talking about about that yeah that kind of freaked me out dude like because that's the fears like you know if something goes wrong and and because everything's it's like using those direct wheels the ones that are really expensive right because there's so much power in those uh those those wheels right for for gaming or racing but if for some reason the 
the regulator or whatever stops it from doing that ever like broke, it'd snap your arm. It's so strong. So it's like one of those things where you have to, you know, that there's a risk. There's a risk for something like that. I think when you're sending electricity through your body. And uh, I think that to me is a little sketch, but. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit, but uh, surely they'll get that any kind of issues ironed out before they actually make it to the consumer market. If they ever make it to the consumer market. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, that that's my pitch to you guys. Uh, literally four hours left. A uh, hundred dollars off. Uh, get it while you can. Uh, the uh, B haptics tact suit X40 on sale again for father's day. Uh, anyway, Enough's enough, Roots. You want to get into some gaming talk? What do you say? Let's do it. Alex, according to this old resistance map, there's a control room somewhere outside the building you're in. Sorry if that's vague. The map was drawn using somebody's blood. I'm detecting an incredibly large energy signature up ahead. It's probably Gordon Freeman, and not anything bad at all. Definitely, uh, definitely, probably Gordon Freeman. Okay, so the plan is to get to that control room and get Gordon.
cells left. This is from Scott Hayden at Road to VR. If you haven't played Half-Life, Alex, Valve's first Half-Life game in a decade, which is exclusively available on Steam VR headsets, then you can look forward to not only one of the best VR horror shooters in existence, but soon heaps more action after the credits roll. Now a pair of veteran modders are set to release an unofficial chapter for the game soon called Levitation, which promises four to five hours of expertly realized combine-killing gameplay. As seen during the PC gaming show, Half-Life Alex Levitation follows the events of the main game, introducing a floating apartment building in Sector X of City 17, which is no doubt a combine plot to do something highly nefarious, G-Man sightings included. From what we've seen, it looks tantalizingly close to being a Val-produced DLC, replete with custom voice acting and well-planned enemy encounters. But it's not a Valve creation, at least not directly. Levitation was created by CSGO map designer and artist Sean Snelling and animator Corey Lado, who is known for memes created in Valve's Source 2 Filmmaker. Thanks to Half-Life Alex's workshop tools, anyone can go in and make anything from VR mini-golf to bowling to full-blown chapters like Snelling and Lado have done. Anyway, here's how the modders describe Levitation. Quote, The basic premise involves Alex receiving a distress signal from two Resistance members, Maya and Barry, about a secret Combine technology buried within a section of the quarantine zone known as Sector X. With the help of Russell, Alex dives deep into the Combine territory to investigate this threat and search for Maya and Barry. It's a completely separate Half-Life adventure that uses Alex's ending as a springboard for the narrative. Half-Life Alex Levitation expected to release for free on the Steam Workshop sometime early Q3. Uh, Roots, this game is just the game, the, the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's amazing what, uh, what modders can do, and it's amazing what they are doing. And PD says, and of course he may have not, he said this guy is going to get a job on the next big Half-Life VR release from Valve. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, man. And I feel like it's, a, I don't know, it's a bit misleading to start to call this kind of uh, this kind of thing a mod, right? Like, th these people have pretty much been handed a, a fully featured and unlocked game engine for them to develop games in. So this is just kind of like, you know, uh, what would you call it? Like an amateur DLC or something to, of that sort? Yeah. Like, it's unofficial, unofficial DLC. Like, th this isn't the same thing that Luke Ross does or, or Prey Dog. I feel like we kind of need a uh, a different term for, for stuff like this. 
I agree. It's totally different than what they do. They they take an ex already existing game and bring it into VR, and these people are actually creating their own game uh, within this engine, right? With the uh, the assets and story. These what people custom acting, and I mean that 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 tells you that there's there's actual story script, right? So yeah, and with that said, it looks great, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks amazing. Can't wait looks to like something check it that out. we're. Uh, yeah, it looks like something we're going to play through in like one sitting. <laughs> yeah, four or five hours, and that's about the perfect sit for me. I don't, you know, I don't want some twenty-hour thing. I want, you know, something that's four or five at least that I could if I want to finish it. So, right, exactly. Uh, but anyway, this thing's coming fairly soon. Uh, Q three, they say. Uh, so within probably three months, we'll have our hands on this. It looks awesome, and for those of you who can't, who just can't wait. Uh, don't worry, just go check out the Half-Life Alex Steam Workshop. There's tons of great uh, adventures available for you to play on there already, uh, many of which are on the high quality level that this apparently has. Yeah, yeah, that one you can actually, uh, what was it that made you feel like you were running through, that you didn't like that much, I guess, I guess, uh, that you're going from uh, area to area, shooting people? Oh I, no 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 okay you, you're talking about you're talking about um you're talking about the the uh, god what's it called contract the, the, yeah the Contracts yeah the, like the hit the hitman thing like uh I forget what it's called you guys know what we're talking about somebody'll put it in the chat the recent contract uh something another yeah. that came out um there's two like parts to it yeah, yeah, he really liked it, and it, and it wasn't that I didn't like it. I did like it. I liked it a lot, uh, but people were putting that that thing over as like <laughs> the, the future of VR gaming, like it was, like it was like this profound experience, and it wasn't. It was just a, it was some good levels and for Half Life Alex and nothing more. Yeah, I agree. Uh -huh. Who say next with the. Uh, three quid donation says thanks for the great shows as always thank you for the support as always and uh thank you for uh the answer gunman contracts yes that was it yes gunman contracts was very good it was very good uh it was not the future of vr first person shooters as so many people like to say uh but it was very good it was nice level design it was well above average with regards to the stuff on the Half-Life Alex workshop. Uh, anyway, um, Roots, you know, I, I had thought uh, coming out of the last mod month that we just concluded that it would probably be a while, a little while anyway, before we did another mod month. But from the looks of things, it's shaping up like uh, we might have another mod month ready just around the corner because not only... Do we have this Half-Life Alex mod Levi or Levitation that's coming? But uh, Dark Souls VR mod has already landed from Luke Ross. Uh, this article from Jamie Feltham at Upload VR. A Dark Souls VR mod is the next project from developer Luke Ross. The mod was first revealed in a video from VR YouTuber Beardo Benjo, which you can see below. Uh, like Ross's past real mods, which include Grand Theft Auto V, Cyberpunk, Red Dead 2, and more. It allows you to play the game on PC in first person with a VR headset and a gamepad. 
Uh, in the video, we can see the From Software Classic being played from the new perspective, exploring an early segment of the game. Combat still works as it does in the core game, with attack and defense animations playing out in front of you. Fittingly, Ross's last mod for Dark Souls follow-up and RPG epic Elden Ring. Uh, we thought it offered a really amazing way to take in the game's world and the options included uh, helped with comfort. Um, Roots, this is a, this is a classic. Um, there's a whole genre uh, of games uh, kind of built around the, uh, the gameplay that this established. There's a whole community of gamers out there uh, built around these games. Um, that's all very exciting, as most of the Luke Ross uh, titles are. What I'm really excited about with this is the reported um, performance of the thing. Apparently, this runs very well on today's uh, modern PC rigs. And uh, this one supposedly... We're going to be able to not only experience in full 3D, but also at uh, full frame rate with a native 180 frames per second, uh, quite achievable as the thing stands today. That is something to be excited about. Yeah, and it's going to have the, the 3D AER or whatever, so it's going to actually, because uh, I have to turn that off on, on Elden Ring to get mine to run smooth. I don't know what he's doing different, but what I was reading, I went on to his um, Patreon and what I was reading is that this should start to translate to all of the mods. I don't know. Because, like, all of his mods are... This is kind of why a lot, one of the things I do like about what he's doing is it, he'll just have one version. Like, the newest version that he updates, that's what you use for everything. So you're not having to search for a bunch of different things. It's all the same mod. It all works on every game. So theoretically, like, if you say you, you, you know, you, you're limited on fun, and you spent 10 bucks today to get a patron, got the download, and then canceled it, and your month ran out, you could go through all the, every game from before that, you know, what you did it, you'd have access to. It just would be any new ones that he did put out after. So it's, it's a really good system. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of cool the way that everything comes in one package, and it all kind of uh, operates in a similar uh, form and function. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Great work that uh, Luke Ross is doing over there. He's becoming a VR legend uh, in a very short period of time. Yeah, and he's bringing the best games and uh, flat games um, into VR, and he's doing it really well. And he's getting better. Every every mod in each version is better. So that's super cool. Paradise Decay in the chat says, Today I played and recorded the new Hard Space Shipbreakers VR mod. Video out tomorrow. Uh, he says, imagine Lone Echo with a welder. That's right. cool. Lone Echo's cool the way it is, so I got to imagine. <laughs> having a welder would make welder. it. Did you have a little welding gun thing? Actually, yeah, you do. To, to, you have to burn through the uh, panels, right? Yeah. Probably a different so welder. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're putting the panels back together now. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just go up in space and, and, and make some uh, space art, right? And weld some stuff together. <laughs> there you have folk art in space. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll look uh we'll be on the lookout for that um that video. PD's kind of become the uh the de facto mod guy on YouTube now, right? He's went from playing 
like literally every indie VR game that comes out to uh, playing every mod that comes out. And in, in his off time, he likes to play around with Vorpex. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. There's just so much out there, and uh, PD is bringing it all out there for us. Uh, so are you uh, at all excited about this? Not not just because of uh, the obvious um, performance bump, uh, but are you the game itself, Dark Souls, are, are you looking forward to getting in there and, and experiencing that from the inside? People are saying that this thing is pretty close to a native VR experience. I Yeah, I just don't own it. So that was my biggest problem. I was like, I would have probably already gone in and checked it out. Um, my only problem is, that, and I don't know if I, because I love Elden Ring so much, I am hoping certain aspects of the game aren't going to bug me because uh, there was no jumping. There's never been jumping in any of these games. Elden Ring was the first one. Um, I love the, I believe, I love the jumping mechanic. And so, like, I don't know if that's going to bug me or not. Um, so little things like that. But as far as how, like you said, everybody's saying it looks amazing. And I, I do, I want to see, I want to experience a Luke Ross mod that I feel like has really good frame rates and 3D and everything that it should have, you know, because I've thought about this, you know, I, I would put Elden Ring and um, Red Dead 2 mod wise above the Resident Evil uh, ones for me. But if we were to like have a, a category for best um, VR mod, I, I don't know that I could give either one of them because I can't play it with 3D. But Resident right. Evil, I can. You know what I mean? So I want the full thing. And so hopefully uh, hopefully this will be exactly what it's described. So, You know who else wants the full thing, Ritz? My mom! Oh, yeah, she gets pissed if she doesn't. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the, the list, the ever-growing list for the next mod month, um, you know, getting longer every day. So uh, hopefully uh, this very well could find itself uh, on that same list uh, at, when we return to modding, which probably won't be very long at all. Yeah. Um, but before we move on from the mod news, we do have one more headline from that sector. Uh, this from Upload VR, Jamie Feltham once again. Uh, Resident Evil re-releases disrupt the VR mods. RE8 DLC poses PSVR 2 questions. Capcom had a bunch of announcements in its Resident Evil series at its showcase, all of which had various implications for the VR community. The company's showcase was featured at the end of a long week of digital events, which also included the Upload VR Showcase. Get that plug in there, Jamie. Way to go. <laughs> uh, we'd already seen several announcements from Capcom elsewhere during the week, uh, including the reveal of PSVR 2 support for RE8, and PSVR 2 content for the Resident Evil 4 remake. There weren't any direct announcements on the VR side uh, during the Capcom event, but a few announcements might prove relevant going forward. Uh, one major reveal was the launch of improved versions of Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, and Resident Evil 7. Each game has come to PS5 and Xbox Series consoles with free updates to the PC versions too. At the time of writing, however, the updates disrupt the excellent VR mod from Prey Dog, uh, except for Resident Evil 8, of course, and you'll need the update to get it working again. 
Also, there's sadly still no official VR support for the PC version of Resident Evil 7 and no word on if any of these improved versions could come to PSVR 2 as well. Fingers crossed, though. All right, so uh, real quick, I want to interject here before we continue. Um, there are apparently some early working versions of uh, VR mod, the Prey Dog mod, for the newer updated Resident Evil games. Uh, so for those of you who haven't been following this, as we just noted, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil 7 have all been updated to the latest version of the, uh, the RE engine. So they're all running in the same engine as Resident Evil 8 now, meaning that those mods are going to have to be updated to be more like the RE8 mod. Uh, what this is going to mean is better lighting, uh, better visuals, better frame rates, next-gen uh, features for uh, these older-gen games. Um, but, of course, the mod has to be updated to support that. And from what I'm hearing, there are early uh, working versions available in the nightly uh, beta releases on the Prey Dog GitHub. So if you want to uh, try those out, they are available right now. Yeah, well, that's kind of why I'm, I, eventually I'm leaning more, or hoping that uh, these mods will go to sort of, sort of like, um, what was that mod, that the, the Half-Life 2 mod, right? VR mod, it's an actual right. mod. Because you, I, this got me thinking, you know, every, all of these mods, because I've ran into it before with Red Dead 2. Um, it's great, you're playing it, you're loving it, then one day you go to log in and it doesn't work, and because something's broke, and and they're fixing it. But what happens if they just suddenly decide we're not supporting it anymore? And then it's just dead. It's dead. It's dead. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that's what Prey Dog's going to do. They're clearly not going that route. It just, um, it just, uh, it's one thing you have to worry about with mods. You know, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Um, so. How about that guy, though? I mean, he just got finished with these friggin' mods and then they go and break it. <laughs> Makes you wonder if it was on, well, not on purpose, but. You know, it's, I get the people, and I've seen people really freaking out in the Discord, and I get it because they, you know, they love this game and they want to play it, but it, like, the, the benefits sound like it's a good thing. Once they get it ironed out, it's going to well, be, everything's going to look better, right? Well, that, here's the cool thing. Like, uh, yeah, you're right. At the end of the day, this is going to mean a better game for us. Better version of RE2, 3, and 7 at the end of the day. Uh, so that's the good thing. Here's another good thing. Uh, Capcom heard the outcry that people got mad about this, and uh, it's now optional. Like, you can roll it back if oh. you want. Now and, and still have the old version if you'd rather have that, and your mod will work perfectly fine. And then when Prey Dog re-releases re the mod for the newer version, then you can just update then. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's a good sign of a good company, right? They, they find out, and they immediately squash it, fix it, and it's it's not a problem anymore. That's good. Uh, a couple a couple more tidbits here. Um, the the article goes on to note that there was Resident Evil Eight uh, or Resident Evil Village DLC announced. Um, apparently, at the moment, that DLC will not support PlayStation VR two. But I think uh, to assume that it never will is a little premature. So I I wouldn't, you know, uh, not much to say there. I, I think that eventually, obviously. Uh, the the DLC will support VR the same way it did uh, on RE7 on PlayStation VR. So, uh, yeah, no, no, I wouldn't be worried about that. 
it probably won't support VR when it launches, uh, but later down the line, I'm sure it will. Cool. Uh, literally, as we were watching that uh, that trailer for the uh, the Half Life Alex thing, I've got pinged in Discord from the Flat to VR Discord uh, server, and I'm just going to read out the message that that literally just came out. Uh, Ashhawk has or a shock. A shock, Ashawk, Ashawk, a shock um, has been hard at work on giving us a way to play a truly next-gen version of Resident Evil 7 in VR with the 4K texture pack. After a lot of time, carefully experimenting with the best of the best AI upscale algorithms, he went through 1,497 textures and upscaled them to gorgeous 4K. In VR, this makes a huge difference. Go to the RE Add-on Mods channel to grab it. It works with both DirectX 11 and DirectX 12 versions. It also includes both a full and light version. Uh, in case you didn't know, higher resolution textures should not, perfect, should not affect your performance at all if you have the GPU memory available for them. Um, I'm not sure the exact amount you'd expect to use, but if performance is affected, then just try the light version. So uh, there you go. The uh, RE7 VR experience getting better literally as we're reporting on it. Um, 4K texture pack available now. Pretty cool. Crazy. Right? Yeah. Really cool. All right. Uh, anyway, I think that's going to wrap up all the mod talk. I do feel like we're going to be uh, coming back to it rather soon, though. The mods, you know, I, we talked a little bit earlier in the episode about how 2022 has just kind of been this uh, holding pattern, you know, with VR. Uh, certainly, that does not apply to the modders. The modders have kind of been the story of the year so far, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, though, let's move on from mods and uh, let's talk about Sims for a little while.
This article comes from Rainier at worthplaying.com. F122 shows off PCBR gaming with Virtual Canada GP Lab trailer. F122 will feature new hybrid cars, an F1 life feature, F1 sprint races, PCVR functionality via Oculus Rift and HTC Vive, and a more competitive and unpredictable lineup than ever before. In the biggest shakeup for over a decade, players will take their seats for the 2022 uh, FIA Formula One World Championship in new hybrid cars as overhauled rules reimagine the race weekend with the inclusion of F1 sprint races. With a more competitive and unpredictable lineup, players will test their skills across the 2022 calendar, including the International Autodrome for the inaugural Miami Grand Prix. In another first, players can step into the glamorous world of Formula One with F1 Life, a customizable hub to show off their collection of supercars, clothing, and accessories earned from gameplay. Podium Pass and the in-game brand store. Uh, Roots, when we first started um, hearing about F122, I literally could care less. Like, I didn't pay any attention to it. We didn't report on it. Uh, I wasn't interested in just another racing sim. Um, As time went on, uh, I started to feel like maybe there was a little something more here, that this might be uh, actually a little better than what we've seen before in terms of VR racing sims. And then in recent days, um, you know, I've watched uh, videos on it. Specifically, uh, Gamertag did a great video on uh, on the F1 title. Uh, he's got a, a, a playable beta of it. And uh, I think this thing looks pretty damn awesome, man, to be quite honest. It looks very immersive, especially if you uh, get the wheel and pedals involved. I'm starting to build a little hype up for this one. What about you? Ah, yeah, actually, it looks pretty cool. I like the the, the cars look unique, and it looks like it's, uh, I mean, it looks really graphically, looks really good, right? So I think if you like racing, and um, you know, I, I do like racing with the community, although I don't have a wheel, you know, I maybe it, and this is a question too, do you think there'll be um, haptic support? Be rumble because of the car and stuff? That'd be cool, right? I don't know if there will be be haptic support or not. It would be great if there were. Uh, I can tell you this, though. This game being developed by Codemasters uh, makes me very hopeful that it will use the advanced force feedback functionality of my wheel. My G29 wheel has... Uh, has uh, it's not just basic rumble in it or basic, uh, basic force feedback, but a kind of a HD force feedback that only a handful of games support, notably... Uh, the more recent Codemasters games do support it. So, um, like Dirt Rally 2, for example. Um, So, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to trying this out. This thing looks not only beautiful, but so fast. And that's uh, that's one of the things that really uh, has me excited about it. It really feels like you're, uh, you know, just about six inches off the ground going 200 miles an hour. Yeah, that's what you want, right? You want the feel, the feel of the uh, movement. Sounds cool. Chinatown D says, I know it's racing, but it looks so good. <laughs> I know, right? It does. Um, anyway, uh, they're uh, apparently putting VR on Front Street here, which I also think is really cool. There was another brand new, uh, like, um, 
VR trailer that they put out for the thing, which was a, you know, kind of an overview trailer for the VR functionality. But this is cool, man. They put out like a, a whole race of uh, this uh, Canada track uh, to basically just sell VR gamers on this game, which is really cool because when you consider, you know, VR has to be about this much of the, the audience that they're going for. Apparently, maybe it's a little bigger than we give it credit for being. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a pretty big, you know, Codemasters put out, like you said, Dirt Rally, Dirt Rally 2, and um, they've got a pretty big following, although they their servers, man, hopefully they're, they don't have any weirdness around their servers because uh, that was one of the reasons, the second one anyway, was kind of a, a nightmare. So. How would you feel if, like, um, so, so basically, uh, I feel like that, Codemasters is paying this kind of attention to VR because simmers are kind of a different community in VR. And people who enjoy these games flat are sim enthusiasts. And sim enthusiasts are increasingly making their way into VR for the most realistic, realistic immersive experience. Not only with racers, but flying sims, so on and so forth. Um, how would you feel, Roots, if you were a sim enthusiast and then all of a sudden, as a DLC in your uh, ultra realistic racing game they were to drop something like the batmobile that'd be cool <laughs> think you'd like it or you think you think people would get pissed off about it i don't know man people get pissed about everything so i think they'd get pissed no matter what you do but uh i definitely think it would be different super fast <laughs> yeah. uh anyway the uh, let's go ahead and move on to the, uh, the next headline, which is kind of what I'm beating around the bush at here as Microsoft flight simulator about to receive a, a host of updates for its 40th anniversary among them, uh, a new aircraft that you can fly routes, that being the Pelican from Halo. So now you're going to be able to go into Microsoft flight simulator and fly the Pelican from Halo. I think this is like really cool. I don't know how the sim community is going to take it. Well, they don't have to fly it, you know. <laughs> there you go. It's not. Uh, you, I just kind of cool to to you know. You want to go into this world and you want to fly. You want to feel like you're in Halo. Well, now you can. Yeah, and uh, you know that I, I may have been lapsed for a good decade, but I was a big Halo fan at one point in time. So to me. This is probably about as compelling as anything uh, as far as reasons to, to finally uh, get into Microsoft Flight Simulator. I still have not tried this, and I am interested in it. Um, but, you know, I'm sure that, that when the day finally does come, uh, this Pelican's going to probably be one of the first things that I, I go to. Yeah, might as well, right? Better, definitely better because than those, uh, small planes. Onakazi says, Wes hitting on what I was going to type if my hands would listen to my brain. I wonder how large the wheel owning simmers audience is in uh, versus VR user base and how big that overlap is. Um, I think it's increasing, right? Because these guys spare no expense. These racing simmers, like, and the aircraft simmers, these guys are typically running like triple monitor setups here so that they can simulate the experience. Well, we all know that if you want a true simulation, that VR is the only way to go. So, I mean, there are people playing flat routes with triple monitors, 
with motion sim chairs that like vibrate and shit and move them around trying to, to achieve this amount of realism um, which is still could only be a fraction of what you get inside VR so I think that um, it's probably still on the lower end of the overall uh, fan base or, or, or sim community but I think it's increasing exponentially the same way that VR gaming or probably even more so than uh, the increase that we're seeing with traditional gaming and other genres. Yeah, you're right, because they're already primed to, to do whatever they need to do to get the best experience. They thought it was three screens, and then they found out it was, was not, and they just needed one headset. I saw a, a picture on MASH's uh, Facebook group that, uh, yesterday where somebody was in VR in one of those setups with the three monitors going. Actually, I think they had four monitors. And, um, right. and I was like, what, is, what are they doing? Like, you know what I mean? They... I guess, you know, that everything was attached, but it was one of those people that had finally made their move over. So These people, I mean, some of these people even have motion controller rigs and everything for this shit, dude. Seriously. Like, so that their movement in real life will, like, translate over to their monitor setup. <laughs> I mean, like, what, what are you doing, bro? Just get a headset already. Yeah. Um... Lee VR says, I don't think I'd have VR if I didn't sim race. Well, there you go. There's a, there's a lot of people just like Lee VR out there. And uh, especially on PC VR, it's a pretty big segment of the, uh, of, of the sim community or increasingly uh, large segment. Uh, Pete uh, LaRose. I'm sorry. I was going to say, Ophey uh, said uh, they tried flight simming in VR, but their video card said no. It could <laughs> possibly be your processor. Very processor right. intensive. I tried to fly in Halo, and it said no, no, no. <laughs> um, Pete LaRose says there was a Top Gun update for MSFS as well, which is also pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, we heard about the uh, the Top Gun thing. It looked pretty cool. Um, another cool update that's coming with this 40th anniversary thing, Roots, uh, helicopters. Mm. So on the true simulation tip... Uh, something for the, the true sim fans out there. It's not going to just be airplanes anymore. Now we're going to be able to fly choppers. Who doesn't want to fly choppers, right? Well, I was going to make a very distasteful joke, but I won't. <laughs> Fill in the blanks, guys. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, no, this is cool. I look forward to, uh, to to having the Pelican on the menu whenever I do finally decide to make the jump into Microsoft Flight Sim, but at this at this rate, it might be 2025 before I get actually get into it because of, uh, you know, all the native VR games and, and then mods that we're busy with. Like, this seems like something that's going to demand a lot of time, right? And uh, I don't know. I don't know when I'll have it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, while we're... Uh, uh, oh, okay. So I guess that's going to wrap up Sims. I do want to touch on one more uh, gaming headline before we uh, get into the week's reminders, though.
in the VR gym compound to exit Steam Early Access soon. Quest 2 version to follow. This from Ben Lang, Road to VR. Initially released in Early Access in Steam 2018, VR Roguelike Compound is slated to get a Quest 2 version following its 1.0 version on PC, its developer says. And that 1.0 version is coming, quote, soon, developer Bevan McKechnie has now revealed. So this is a story that we actually reported on before. Roots, but we do have an update now as of uh, three days ago. McKechnie says in a Steam update that he's nearing the release of what he calls by far the biggest update Compound has ever seen. Among the new additions, of which there are supposed to be many, some of the highlights include a giant minigun, three different story endings, a couple new weapon features such as new weapon tutorial and handling system, as well as Steam achievements. Admittedly, McKechnie says there's much, much more. No release date yet. However, however, everything points to a launch right around the corner as the developer says the 1.0 update is, quote, very close to being ready for release. There's also no word on when a quest version is due, although you can keep an eye on the game's public roadmap to follow along. Um, Roots... I've never played Compound, and, you know, we've said that, and I've been pretty open about that throughout the history of this channel. I'm kind of glad that I'm waiting, man. It seems like the, the definitive edition's getting ready to drop on Steam in, uh, as it leaves early access, and uh, it looks cool. People rave about this game, say it's great. Uh, 20 bucks on Steam, not too bad, right? Yeah, it's actually a really good deal. That's a good game, and uh, it's super fun. The 3D in it is amazing, and I think you're right. You should have uh, waited, because now you're going to get to have the best experience um, on day one. So. How do you think this uh, thing's going to translate over to Quest 2? I think it's going to translate perfect. It's one of those games that, uh, I mean, it, it's old-school nostalgia-looking anyway. And, you know, it's not going to be taxing at all, and the, and the, the gameplay is, is it's basic. You know what I mean? It's not in a good way. It's just a, a run and gun. It's super cool. I think it's going to translate well. Chris Richardson says, One of my very first PCVR purchases during the summer of Rift. I love it. Everyone, that's just kind of the, the MO for this one. Like everyone raves about how good it is already. And apparently, a big, profound update coming to this thing. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it, man. I've always had fun with these boomer shooters. In VR, and the fact that this one's a roguelike with three different story endings, I mean, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. You know, the fact that they're even adding extra stuff like that is uh, is super cool, right? You don't have to do that. They've already got the game completed. They have all the levels there, bosses, all that stuff. They're just, you know, refining it and adding to it. Super cool. Onikazi says there's been a demo available forever. Yeah, th I think sadly, I think this game's more known for its demo than the actual game. Uh, a lot of people, uh, when the game finally uh, released, refused to buy it because they said that uh, the demo was enough for them. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, I get it. But at the same time, that's like, dude, yeah, that's just crazy. Chris Richardson, uh, I've enjoyed seeing it develop over time. It's been, it's been some time, man. Literally, we've been reporting 
on this game throughout the history of this channel, like the whole entire history of the channel. So it's kind of cool to see something like this finally come to uh, to conclusion, and then moving into the next gen of VR to uh, a standalone mode, uh, which I'm sure is going to be awesome as well. Yeah, I agree. Can't wait to see what they do next after this one. Apparently, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's going to uh, wrap up the headlines for the week and bring us into the week's reminders. Uh, is there anything out this week, Roots? Uh, no, there is not. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think so. Which is good, man, because we still have uh, a lot of catching up to do from last week's releases. Like, we, we've barely scratched uh, into... Um, green Hell. In the, in the Green Hell. I mean, it, there was so much cool stuff that came out last week that we literally, we did three titles on strangers in the light night last week and then i still don't know how we're going to cover what's left in one episode this week we're going to have to uh we're, we're going to have to figure out figure out something and come up with a game plan we've got demio to cover we've got green hell to cover and then the clock is ticking on the no man's sky leviathan thing yeah uh, and over. then and then we're trying to do all of this while it's bocce time roots oh yeah dude we gotta get into some bocce time Sure. So yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do this Wednesday, but uh, it's definitely gonna be some of that stuff I just uh, mentioned right uh, right then. Uh, so again, if you haven't already, click the big red button and the bell. Uh, so nothing out this week. I took the opportunity though to uh, give us a little bit of a Viport report to see what's going on with Viport these days. You know, I, I checked out Viport Roots as I usually do to see if there's any notable new releases and nothing i mean there's new games nothing like huge since fract uh hit viport last month but uh, i'd noticed uh, a big jump in the number of titles available typically there's like 970 some you know almost a thousand uh titles available through infinity now there's like a thousand and sixty some so they put on like almost an extra hundred titles Although for the life of me, I can't seem to figure out which ones they are. But apparently, <laughs> a lot more games available now in that catalog. That's a lot of good titles. You know what I mean? Outside, I mean, uh, that's uh, not only the amount. I mean, the amount is a lot. But, I mean, there's so many good titles in there that uh, I just don't, I don't understand. If you don't have uh, PC, or if you have PC VR and you don't have many games, this is the best, best deal out there. But either way, it's the best deal. So... Yeah, yeah, it's a great deal. And uh, when looking at what uh, kind of promotions that they've got going on right now, they're doing a multiplayer thing right now. So if you join as a monthly subscriber to Infinity right now, or if you're already a monthly subscriber to Infinity right now, they are gifting codes for a free one-month subscription to Viport Infinity for you to give your friends. Oh, nice. So that you can uh, play multiplayer titles together. And there's a whole host of... Uh, games that they're featuring during this event and uh, the way it works if you if you join monthly they're going to just send you your code if you're already monthly all you have to do is play one of these titles that they're featuring uh just log some game time in it and then they're going to send you a code so that you can bring a friend along which i think is really cool i mean viport typically has some very unique uh, promotions going on but i think this one kind of takes the cake they're like hey why don't you bring a friend along with you yeah and then that way you can get them in the door and and then you can both get subscription and get a, the best deal on vr right 
Yeah, twelve ninety nine per month, paid monthly, um, and uh, again, a catalog of over a thousand titles, many of which are bangers. I mean, just looking at this, these multiplayer games that they're featuring here, I see Walkabout, Mini Golf, I see uh, Warplanes, I see Forewarned, I see Crisis Brigade Two, I see Survive, which we're talking about getting back into sometime pretty soon. Um, Clash of Chefs. I mean, there's tons of Synth Riders, Local Dojo. I mean, there's lots of cool uh, titles in the Viport Infinity catalog. And uh, right now, uh, you're able to bring a friend along with you, which I think is pretty cool. Is Marineverse one of them, I wonder? I'm pretty sure Marineverse is on there. I don't know if it's one of the things that they're featuring in this promotion, but... Uh, yeah, you could sail together. You and MASH with your vests. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's what's happening right now on Viport. Again, best deal in VR. Be sure to check it out if you haven't already. Uh, and that brings us to uh, our wish list segment where we ask you to join us and take just a moment of your time and give a couple clicks back to the developers who keep us in ready supply of awesome VR games. Uh, as we ask for you now to join us in real time as we... Wishlist the game to show our support. This is a very important thing for any uh, VR developer who's trying to make a name for themselves to build a profile for the game. These wishlist uh, things really uh, raise the profile of the game on the various storefronts. It allows them uh, a better spot going forward and allows them uh, more potential success in the long run. That's the reason why these guys are always asking people Wishlist the game, wishlist the game, wishlist the game. It's a big deal. That's why we do it. It only takes a minute, and uh, you get the benefit of being kept in the loop with, uh, you know, updates, uh, sales. You'll get all that stuff in your email inbox, um, which is uh, a bit beneficial to you as the gamer. Uh, O'Doyle59 with the $5 U.S. donation says, Happy Father's Day. Thanks for getting those podcasts out on time roots and the dependable regular show Wes enjoyed some of your guest spots on uh, without parole. Thank you, O'Doyle, for the support. Um, thanks for listening, man. He, this is one of our audio listeners. Okay. Who, uh, remember, this is the guy who yeah. came into the uh, the Discord the other day and said, where are my episodes, bro? <laughs> Dude, it was had been so long. Actually, I, f I was thinking about him today because I felt a little bad because I was up uploading yours and eric's uh usually i do try to do it within a day maybe two but i've been like no nah, i've been sick for like a week or so and so i just yesterday was the first day that i actually felt somewhat decent today I actually felt good and uh but uh yeah so we appreciate you yes thank you very much and while we've got you here um don't forget to go to this last wednesday's episode on youtube while you're here and uh, enter for the Swordsman giveaway. We're giving away two copies of Swordsman this Wednesday. One on SteamVR, one on Quest. Uh, all you have to do is make sure you're subscribed and leave a comment that says Swordsman Quest or Swordsman Steam. You can enter for both if you'd like. Uh, but we're going to draw winners on that this Wednesday for Strangers in the Night. So anyone who hasn't uh, gone and done so uh, yet, be sure to go back and uh, enter that giveaway. Absolutely. Anyway, what are we going to wish list this week, Roots? I'm thinking uh, Compound, if I haven't already. 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I don't think there's anything else on there that we talked about, really. Everything else is mod-wise. I guess the F-122 would have been yeah, one. Yeah, we could do F-1. Compound. Uh, I don't know. I gotta sign in, I guess. Yep, that's it. I gotta sign in. So, click, click. It's two more clicks, bro. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, it is already on my wish list. Okay, so um, I guess an F one twenty two. It is. You know, you know. Well, let's see. Is that listed on here yet? F, yeah, yeah, F-122, there it is. Coming July 1st. The game will unlock in 11 days, Roots. That's where's crazy. my key? Er, <laughs> Electronic Arts, where's our key, bro? We need it. Yeah, how are we going to talk about it? Anyway, F-122 on the wish list. Uh, this, I, I was being genuine when I said I think this looks really cool. Uh, Next-gen VR racer. And a great excuse to uh, get my wheel and pedal over on this side of the room. Absolutely. Anyway, be sure to let us know what you wish it, wish listed in the comments down below. Thank you to everyone out there who participated with us this week. <laughs> Wolverazza, O'Doyle rules. <laughs> uh, thank you, Wolverine. All right, that's going to bring us to our final reminder this weekend, every week, and that is how you can do your part to support us, our channel, and our community. Of course, the easiest way to do so, if you haven't already, is by clicking that big red subscribe button and ringing that bell so that you can be notified when we go live. Roots, we're going live all the time, bro. We're, we're getting back on track with the live streams, uh, you know, two nights a week with the podcast stuff, and, and who knows what else coming in the uh in the coming days we got a lot of games we got to get covered man and uh not enough shows to do it in yeah i, I see a live stream coming for one of those games probably uh, I, I think that's a very very likely scenario so again if you haven't already click the button and the bell so that you can be with us when we go live uh if you're already subscribed and you want to do a little something extra uh you can support us on patreon three dollars per month is all we ask and you will get access to our weekly show notes which are extensive and fully linked uh, with probably about three times as many stories as we actually end up covering on the show as uh, a way for us to provide you the donor with some uh, some value for your less than one dollar per week donation but that's not all you get. You're going to get exclusive content. You're going to get insider updates. You're going to get your name on the ticker at the end of the show. Uh, every show, even my live streams, I run the outro. Uh, and you, you will have your name on there. And um, we appreciate everyone who's supporting us on Patreon. We've recently lost one, but, uh, you know, the community is always awesome. Anytime I mention that we lost a patron, someone else always steps up roots or increases their... Uh, their donation and this this was the case this time as well so uh we're we're back to new highs on patreon again thanks to our awesome community thank you to everyone out there who is uh donating it really really uh helps and we really really appreciate it absolutely uh of course uh wouldn't be an episode if we didn't invite you to join us on the virtual strangers discord you'll find an invitation link down below this is where we're at all the time 24-7, talking VR, talking flat games, talking life, 
networking for multiplayer, putting uh, the latest news updates in there. I mean, it's basically just a bunch of people living in Discord every day, isn't it, Roots? Yeah, there's so many conversations, so many things going on, and just uh, everybody, even just in general, being there for each other, which is really cool. It's family. and uh, you know. Family. Companionship. That's what we offer you. Free of charge. We don't even need your 75 cents a week for this. This is absolutely free. This is free. This is the best deal. And you get some uh, free live streams sometimes uh, that are uh, in the Discord. And not only me, like sometimes D will stream something in there in the Discord or MASH or whoever. Um, Jim Hall. That's cool. There you go. So again, Virtual Strangers Discord. Uh, it's our home. We are opening it to you. The door is in the description below. All you got to do is walk through it. Yes. And wipe your feet. Please. And wipe your feet. Take your shoes off. Take Come your shoes off. Yeah, don't even, in the barn. Yeah, don't, don't worry about wiping your feet. Just take your shoes off. That's so much easier. Good point, Wes. Stay for a while. You're going to anyway. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, anyway, with that said, friends, I'd like to thank you all once again for watching. For Roots here, I'm Wes. We will see you very soon. Bye now. Take it easy.